0: Hi there, and welcome back to the Beyond Aromatics podcast. On today's episode, we will have on special guest Colleen Quinn, who wants to take some time to discuss a relaunch of a brand new course you might have seen come through a Naha email back in January. That course is Lab Cannamist. In speaking with Colleen, we want to uncover the inspiration behind the project, the research that brought it together, and the challenges she faced when sharing it with the world. Colleen Quinn is a celebrated clinical aromatherapist, cosmetic formulator, and Innovative Entrepreneur Award winner. Colleen Quinn's goal is to inspire and empower you to become a confident plant enthusiast. She works with the greatest aromatherapists, cultivators, scientists, researchers, and boots-on-the-ground plant workers in our medicinal world globally to uncover the secrets to truly effective therapeutic plant medicine. And she backs it up with evidence. Colleen pioneered the merging of aromatherapy and technology to create Lab Aroma, the multilingual plant chemistry based formulation tool. Designed to equip you with the skills and knowledge to create plant remedies with confidence, Colleen is committed to delivering functional therapeutic plant based products and specializes in cannabis research, formulations, and education. We hope you enjoy this episode and stick around for the end, where you can find out more about this course and others offered by Colleen and her team at Lab Aroma. So, um, first, I'd like to welcome Colleen to the show and thank you for joining me today. And um, we're kind of a, an entire world apart right now, but we yeah. decided to to just meet at this perfect time of day. Um, and bring you all some podcasting content. So welcome, Colleen. Thank you,
1: Sivan. I'm delighted to be here with you guys.
0: So um, just to get started, please just tell us where you're at, because I think some of um, your location and and then your location and your audience, uh, Mm -hmm. just because I think it has an important content for what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'd love to. So As you probably have gathered, I'm Irish, and the accent has never, it's mellowed over the years, but it's never going anywhere. So um, I'm actually back in Ireland for the summer. Um, I was always coming back here for this summer because we're working on a really big project that's kind of top secret that's launching um, in January. Um, And the team that are working on it are here. So I was always coming back back. to come back to the family for a couple of months and to work with the team. So that's lovely. It happened to work very well because of um, COVID and all of the, the, the craziness that's happening in the world right now. I think it's a nice time to come back to my roots and settle back in green nature again for a while. So um, that's nice. before that, I, um, I've always been a bit of a travel bug and I've lived between LA and London for quite a few, for four years now. Um, and the reason for that is mostly because of cannabis. So I lived moved to London four years ago after commuting for three years with work. And then while I was there, I was offered an opportunity to go to California and work with a cannabis company. And they were making they wanted to make formulations to make skincare and therapeutic products with the plants. But they were slightly ahead of the wave. This was back in 2016. Um, they were slightly ahead of the wave in that they wanted. To blend with the focus on terpenes which back in 2016 was not that common and people were talking about cannabis and hemp and and cannabinoids but they weren't necessarily talking about terpenes so this really cool company with a really cool um cannabis chemist asked me to come on board and do the bring in that terpene knowledge and because my background is clinical aromatherapy i slotted in well um i also had built a brand before so i understood what it takes to build a brand while putting margin in there and actually making sure what you make is firstly compliant and retailable but also is going to be a profitable business. So that was my first introduction into the world of cannabis and the world of California. Which
0: has kind of brought us to, together today to talk about mm-hmm. um, a new course you've been offering um, and it's it's quite a, a diverge from a lot of the other stuff that we, we promote and I think it has its importance in this world right now because it's it's a growing industry, but the course you have is Lab Cannabis and yes. that's that's why we're here. And so I just, you kind of gave us a little bit of background, but why were you interested in developing this course in this particular subject matter?
1: Do you know, it's really funny, Savannah, sometimes you in business, you sit down and you make very conscious decisions to do things. Lab Cannabis wasn't a decision that I made. <laughs> um, the, the universe kind of made it for me. So, the main reason behind doing it was because very early on, I realized that, you know, people were so fascinated by phytochemistry and by terpenes and all of these things. And this massively growing industry, which is cannabis, the people were pl- literally plunging money into an investment money. And there was big names um, and big bank balances getting involved. And none of them knew the core basis of the industry. Now, th- that's not a negative thing. It's just... The plant science wasn't a huge importance to them. They just seen the, the opportunity for business growth, which I completely respect. But we as aromatherapists should own this space, and that was my first—that was my first like light bulb moment when I started working in this industry. I thought we as plant scientists and we as people who grow and macerate and distill and work with and nourish these oils, we know this stuff. Cannabinoids mm-hmm. is literally another chemical family, if you want, that we need to get our head around. So most of the people in the cannabis world had to get their head around cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, all of that chemistry. We as aromatherapists only have to add a little bit of knowledge to our brain, and that is cannabinoids, which is why Lab Cannabis was kind of built, because if we as aromatherapists own this space, which we should, and we gain the knowledge and the confidence and the skill set to understand cannabinoids, to be confident in them, because there's evidence out there to back them up, And then we bring that knowledge and we marry it with our existing knowledge of how to formulate and how to work with terpenes. We're going to create beautiful products, beautiful blends and homemade remedies to stimulate and benefit our health and the health of our family and our clients.
0: And it really feels like you're, um, the focus is blending something that Mm -hmm. seems so kind of rugged with something so scientific and really Mm -hmm. emphasizing on the aspects that, that, that make it, useful really is that that kind of what you're gearing this course towards
1: completely so um me being me and I know I I definitely think that our our community until they really get to know me see me as like maybe the slightly scary scientific lady but you know and that's okay but you know and and I, I don't disown that persona because I am a massive fan of understanding the sciences at a foundational level because that knowledge gives us then the roots, excuse the pun, to grow what we want to grow in this space. So, if we understand the science, it gives us the intelligence to be very, very creative, to be effective. But that doesn't mean that it has to be, you know, compliant and regulated, and you know, has to have a certain amount of limonene to, like, you know, to be stimulating, or a certain amount of linol, to be calming. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be that serious. We can make beautiful spiritual products, disregarding the chemistry with the hemp and cannabis plant. So it doesn't have to be so scientific and so serious, but actually if we don't know what the plant and the chemistry does, we're not gonna work with it as effectively. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, that that definitely does. And I think um, it's just, you know, the, the field of holistic medicine, I think, can encompass a whole lot to mm-hmm. um, a whole different people and how you kind of approach the subjects themselves. But um, how do you find that the field of aromatherapy and holistic medicine uh, relate to this field?
1: Do you know, it's it's quite funny because people would say to me, and I'm sure lots of aromatherapists get this comment. They'll say, "But do the do, do those oils work? Like, you know,
0: are <laughs> they really? Yeah. Work? They're
1: not medicines. They're not pharmaceuticals. You know, are they actually effective? And then when I say things like, you know, we don't need to use massive percentages of essential oil in a blend, it's, you know, look at homeopathic remedy. You know, it's it's nearly on an energetic level with the plants whenever they start to hear me talk like that, me talk about how active the plants are, even on low doses, and that is supported by research and you know clinical studies, people be a bit surprised. And I know we do experience this as aromatherapists. You get that experience when you work with a client and not that they come to you skeptical, but they come kind of, they want holistic therapy um, or they want complementary mm-hmm. therapy, but it's not until they personally see the impact the plants make on them that they actually begin to realize, okay, this is serious and this is going to really change my life. And it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same with cannabis in that even if you come to it from, a, oh, I'm kind of intrigued with the novelty and will I get high, won't I get high, and you've got that whole THC um, game that people like to be excited about, I kind of remove that and treat THC as another cannabinoid equally as effective as CBD or CBN or CBG, just in a different format. And mm-hmm. whenever you start to show people the experience they can have, even if it's something a simple savannah as helping them feel less overwhelmed in their working day. It it doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to like cure years of insomnia. It doesn't have to be (laughs) that profound. It can be something as simple as gently and subtly impacting the day-to-day quality of our life. And that is where cannabis plays a massive part in holistic care. And aromatherapy is more advanced in cannabis in in a way because we've a lot more data and a lot more evidence behind the impact of our you know our terpenes and our our esters and our ethers and our ketones and our essential oils than we do of cannabis, so actually, if you want to look at it this way, aromatherapy is this this um grandmother that is trusted, works, is like <laughs> confidently steeped in nature, and then cannabis is the kid that's coming along behind it that really needs <laughs> to really needs to tuck in under the wing of aromatherapy in order mm-hmm. to be seen as credible right and. Th- it
0: really does make sense when you talk about speaking to people who are like wanting to, um, wanting to build the relationship with aromatherapy, wanting to use it, um, but not really sure what it's supposed to do or what it's supposed Mm -hmm. to feel like. And it it Mm -hmm. takes time for you to kind of know the changes and see it happening. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, I, I, I think a lot of, all of these falling under the the same roof are saying that there are things that are different than your typical medicine that do Mm -hmm. affect you and do have positive effects. And they look a little different, but the ways in which you might notice them or that you might get to know them are, are very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and I know that your, your course breaks down. It's not just talking about the, the, I guess the green enemy THC, yes. but it, it talks about, so there's just so many other aspects to mm-hmm. ca- the cannabis plant um, that's outside Side of what everybody knows it for, and I just wanted—I don't want you to have to give any secrets away to your course. But (laughs) if you just want to go over some of the things that might blow people's mind that they might find useful if they don't want to go the THC route.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm more than happy to. Um, so the course—I'll start with the course, and then we'll we'll dive into that cannabinoid um debate. So the course itself is very wide ranging in that. Um, and I'm very organized and strategic about it in that I want you to come through a journey with the course. Um, I don't want you to come. I have no expectation of how you feel about cannabis on the other side of that journey. And um, I just want you to have the knowledge to make an informed decision about cannabis as opposed to living in a space where you're like, I have no idea what this is. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's understand what we're talking about as opposed to making assumptions without the knowledge. So we start with the history um, where we take you through the political history but in a very black and white manner in a very um a non-opinionated non, um, manner which is really hard for me <laughs> yeah. yeah it's got a very uh, interesting
0: kind of deep history and it's you can't so deep. You, you need a history lesson on that that's sometimes yeah yeah it's it's that one's going to be tough but yeah i could
1: write a book i could write a book on the history of it so i really had to be <laughs> curtailed strongly on that module um but i wanted to give the facts of the history as opposed to you know the racial the racial um story around the cannabis mm-hmm. and hemp plant is is legendary it is it's you know it's class as a war on drugs and um so yeah i'm not i'm not qualified to talk about the the intimate history um i don't have that experience um so we we cover the history but one of the really interesting things we cover within the history is the history of the prohibition which fascinates me because we basically were prohibited from from doing any research or study on this plant for 30 years which you know has left us in a huge deficit although i feel in the last two years that's really caught up there's been a lot of new studies that have that have came out and are really supporting the therapeutics of the plant as well as the endo, as well as the endocannabinoid system so then i take you through the science so we get a bit heavy in terms of phytopharmacology the terpenes um and then the endocannabinoid system because you know, ultimately, the cannabis plant's phenomenal, but it's most phenomenal because it's the cannabinoids that stimulate our endocannabinoid system, and that's where the really juicy science comes into play. So we walk through all of that, and then we marry it back to aromatherapy. Um, so you don't have to be an aromatherapist to do the course. You don't have to be a cannabis enthusiast to do the course. You know, we've lots of what I call, like, lay people that become lab cannabisters because they want to make medicine for their own family and for themselves. So... We it's not a aromatherapy revision either. Definitely reflects on the terpenes and gives them that terpene knowledge, but then it becomes very practical. And um, when we get to like module five and six, where we walk through um, clinical conditions, routes of administration. You know how are we best to get these into our skin? Are they do they actually penetrate our skin? Do they are we better to take them via tincture? All of those questions we tackle, and then we. We get to module seven, which is the eagerly awaited module, because in it, it's, um, it's a formulation module. So, we talk about how to prepare the plant, you know, what do you do when you actually have hemp flower? How do you get the cannabinoids out of that? Do you decarboxylize? Do you macerate? What do you do? Um, and then, what, how do we figure out our cannabinoid concentration in our flower? So all of those really practical questions are answered. And then there's twenty recipes in there that are ranging from wellness to body care, skin care, um, all via different routes of administration. So that that's module seven. And then a lot of people, a lot more people than I ever anticipated, actually do Lab, lab Cannabis Pro, which is our eighth module, and it is the business of cannabis. Um, we originally didn't start with it. Actually, we had I had written the course without it, and then people on our lives were just asking me within the community how do they source it? How do they make a formulation that is retailable? How do they make a formulation that's compliant? So if for a lot of people they're happy with Lab Cannabis and they never want to be in the business of cannabis and for others they're there because they solely want to understand what it takes to make a business in this space. So Lab Cannabis Pro covers um, all of that plus additional formulations as well. So it's, it's pretty comprehensive um, and for a lot of people they're there just to learn and they want to just Understand the plant a bit better, a bit better, and for others, they see it as the gateway to working with the plant in a revenue-driven situation to change their life and find a business with a plant that they know is profitable.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm kind of curious, just because you know, the United States, the the laws regarding mm-hmm. cannabis all over the states are just very different, and I just yeah. wondered how you go about. Um, If any of your students have questions about navigating it or how you go about discussing navigating it
1: so that's a really good question we um we really we learned very quickly so we only launched the course at the start of the year um and we didn't plan to launch it again we kind of thought we'll launch it and see how we go um but we've had so much demand since we launched it now next month um in july so we have we're going to build an alumni group because that regulation situation changes all the time. So, you know, it's our duty and responsibility to keep our, our students up to date. Even if you're through the course and you're past it, you still, let's say you live in Texas and the law changes, it's up to us to let you know that. So mm-hmm. we're building an alumni group and a, we've built a private networking platform. Um, and we, So we're, we're leaving Facebook for the community and we're, we're putting them on a more secure platform. So we are um, building an alumni group so we can constantly update them on as the regulation changes so we have two lessons within the course one is the actual legal state globally so we look at like the the, the big countries and, and where there's legislation moving in those countries and what that means but we definitely dive a lot deeper into america and we break it down state by state and and we you know we break it down where is it medically legal where's it recreation legal where's it decriminalized um and how and then versus how canada handled all of that situation especially in 2018 when they drop their bud that October. So we we talk them through all of that. And then within module eight, when it's the business element of things, we talk through the compliance element. And for a lot of people, um they will opt after they do the course to work with things like isolate, you know, an isolated mm-hmm. cannabinoid like the C B D cannabinoid, because the legal restrictions of working with the whole plant are just a too daunting or too dangerous. You 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 learn, you learn whether the calculated risk of working with hemp and hoping it stays at a THC level of 0.3 or below, which is what's legal in the States. The risk of that actually not not every time being within its legal compliance is sometimes too much of a risk for someone. So they'll just opt to use an isolate so that they can still work with the plant as such, but it's not the whole plant.
0: Right, right. And that's a really good resource to have because I mean, as these things change, I mean, they change every election cycle. Yep. So there's always yes. updates, there's always, um ways in which like purchasing and selling change Mm -hmm. and potential for growing even and then what Mm -hmm. isolates and stuff like that so that's an awesome resource that i'm sure people who want to see the business side of it um have access to in their area the Um, one
1: thing we don't teach um and mm -hmm. again i'm not qualified to teach this is the growing of cannabis Um, we have we weren't asked a lot about it at the at the start of the year. It's not in the course at any level. <laughs> so we mm-hmm. we take you through, you know, the materials, the different versions of the material, how the extraction processes, all of that kind of information and operational information, but the actual growing of the plant we don't discuss. So what we've done this time is we've took in three experts um, in their fields to talk about, master- we're, we're doing masterclasses basically. Um, and the first masterclass is an amazing guy called Danny Murslott, who owns a company in Colorado. Um, and he's a brilliant, um, he's like a craft grower. So like if you think of craft beer, he's like mm-hmm. the craft cannabis grower. Danny's amazing, and he's so, um, warm and open and you just you trust that guy to grow your cannabis so he's going to do a master class to cover that growing bit so that the people on the course who are interested in growing can do a live Q&A with Danny and you know pick his brains and, and really learn from him in terms of growing
0: you putting all this together what is the research out there right now in this yep. industry and how did how did how are they doing it and how did you find it and compile it um and where is it out right now
1: yeah, well I think um I think the research is a massive, massively important to me and we we've restructured how we deliver it this time. So even when I was little, I was a why child. My mom said I was really annoying because I asked why to everything. Like why why is the sky blue?
0: Yeah. Um, future scientist
1: right there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, why the, just because was never a good enough reason. I think I tortured that poor woman. So um That hasn't changed, actually. (laughs) I'm sort of a why, Mm -hmm. child. So we deliver four research modules in this course, and they are very particular. So, for example, one specializes on the terpenes, one specializes on the endocannabinoids, one specializes on the plant, and the other is on the actual endocannabinoid system. So the research has been ongoing, but mostly in Israel. So Israel, Prague, those are the two locations where the really... um, the really meaty resources has come from. Now there's been some amazing research done in America in the last decade. Um, there's particularly interesting stories, or sorry, studies on PTSD and cannabis, or cannabis as a solution for opioid addiction. So that kind of research is is pretty solid and it's it's out there. Now a lot of the study, because it's so early, is on animals, which isn't ideal and um, for lots of different reasons, but it's what we've got at the minute to work with. Um, And in some cases, it's all we've got. Now, there's some um, very powerful studies on cannabis and cannabinoids, as well as cannabis and cannabis or hemp. And those studies are all included. So a massive part of what I spend my weekends doing, actually, is reading studies. So I make a point of, like, gathering studies all week and then just read them on Saturdays and Sundays. And the studies that are particularly um, solid and credible will make the course. And that's the studies that we want students to read synopsis of go to the entire study we give them the full study in its entirety if they want to learn more but you you know you have to have the evidence evidence is armor and without that armor we're not we can't confidently speak about this topic and it is something that people will challenge if you say you know cbd will stimulate my immune system you are going to get pushback and they the people are people are going to say to you especially the medical professions are going to say to you really where's your evidence and to be fair to hand them that evidence is hugely important.
0: Right. I mean, we we feel that with the aromatherapy in general, yep. that there's, yep. there's a, a huge need for even more and more. So we have that ability to say, look, look at these studies, look mm-hmm. at this evidence. Um, Yeah. So and that's interesting. You said Israel and Prague. I'm kind of yeah. curious um, why those areas are the doing, why are they studying the meat of this or what made them so equipped to do this
1: well i think two things i think that because america we're not allowed to someone had to pick up the mantle so that's the first thing and i think the second thing is that there's a very scientific there's a very powerful innovative scientific community in israel always has been and it's just not something we know about that country um but the early research in the endocannabinoid system came out of that country. Now, Prague is particularly um, forward-thinking at the minute because Ethan Russo, who's one of the leading researchers and doctors in this field, has, he runs the Cannabinoid um, Research Institute in Prague. Um, he also is running, um, he's working very hard with research to prove the theory that we actually have endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. So, which basically means, um, and we, we covered this in the course, but endocannabinoid deficiency system is the theory that although it's been called a science now not a theory (laughs) that we have an endocannabinoid system that for most of us is lying dormant in our body because the only thing that feeds it is cannabinoids so if we are not taking cannabinoids whether that's endogenous cannabinoids or phytocannabinoids from the plant we're not actually stimulating that system and what they know now for sure is that when the system is stimulated there's certain conditions in the body do not dysfunction and those conditions are things like people with stimulated endocannabinoid systems don't suffer from IBS. Their gut health is stronger and healthier. Um, And the gene that leads to dementia and Alzheimer's is not as triggered when your endocannabinoid system is stimulated.
0: Interesting, and I'm sure people have tons of questions now for you about the endocannabinoid system, but they're just gonna have to check
1: out your course to learn more about that. So Ethan's Um, gonna do a masterclass for us as well, because no matter how well I explain, um, his science. I obviously don't do it justice. And um, I obviously nervous speaking about his work because I just I feel like I butcher it. Um so he's going to do a master class with um this course in the sixth week of delivery. and um, it's an eight week delivery course. So um people have access to me constantly basically for eight weeks. And Ethan's going to do an hour master class focusing on the endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. So that alone is um is going to be fascinating. Awesome, and Mm
0: -hmm. I'm curious, so they're doing the research in in what areas of medicine um, do you think this research has the
1: biggest impact or plays the biggest role in potentially? So I originally, Savannah until this year would have said it was definitely cancer care um, Mm -hmm. and the symptoms of cancer. So um, chemotherapy, sorry, the helping with chemotherapy, medication and chemotherapy symptoms was where I could see cannabis really making the first big difference. And actually, I'm going to renege on that now. And I think it's going to be in, in mental health and neuroprotective conditions. So sorry, neurodegenerative conditions. So things like Alzheimer, Alzheimer's, dementia, um, even even mild memory loss. That is where I'm starting to see the stronger research coming out this year. Wow,
0: that's that's really interesting because the, the cancer aspect is something I feel like has been talked about for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that with, you know, more and more, and I say this from the states. More and more access to, um, or more and more states legalizing it um, mm-hmm. has legalized the science and research behind it as well. And yes. they're just seeing a whole bunch of other stuff come out in little areas, and it's it's creeping in and it's getting more and as the years go by, we get more and more. So I'm I'm interested to see in which directions this goes. I um, think the
1: other two fields where it's going to become very very impactful, especially in America, is and. Um, PTSD, so that anti anxiety PTSD situation that you know is just not being handled very well. Um, cannabis is really there's a lot of studies and clinics that are using the cannabinoids to help deal with that. Um, and I think that's going to be incredibly powerful. Um, and then the other one obviously is um seizures. So seizures and epileptic conditions, mm-hmm. and we know that because of Charlotte's Web. You know that was. the the story of Charlotte's Web was foundational to the acceptance of especially CBD, if not whole cannabis in the States. Um, And I think that that's where we're going to start seeing it become a mainstream medicine. Wow. Okay.
0: And um, just for people who don't know, could you give us a little brief overview of the story of Charlotte's Web?
1: So um, Charlotte was a a young girl. She unfortunately passed away earlier this year um, due to side effects of, um, or as a result of um, she got COVID-19 um, and was hospitalized, but her epilepsy played into that. So unfortunately, um, she passed away. But years and years ago, her mom and dad found um, the cannabis plant with the Stanley brothers um, who were growing it, and they cultivated a really high strain of CBD that they used on for Charlotte, and it dramatically reduced the amount of seizures she was having daily. So she was having you know, up to 100 and over seizures a day, and mm-hmm. um, this one plant Dramatically reduced that. It was way back in the day whenever they couldn't technically give them the plant because it was illegal. Um, so they focused on the CBD high strain and it made a massive difference to the quality of Charlotte's life, hugely, huge, huge impact on the difference of her life. Um, And that was, the, they then named that strain Charlotte's Web. And mm-hmm. the story behind Charlotte's Web and, you know, <laughs> children's health and children's medicine is so powerful because it's so emotional. Um, it's it's bad enough for anyone to be ill but for a young child to be ill is, you know it pulls in everyone's heartstrings and the fact that they found a strain that dramatically improved her quality of life was um was was, was huge um and that story is what really helped to make cannabis and at, at least cbd more acceptable in the states but there's hundreds and hundreds of stories like charlotte's story and there's lots of strains, even strains like Harley Sue that is made up in Northern California that's high in CBD. That has made massive, massive differences to people's lives. And, you know, I hear so many stories about people that, you know, were told they were terminal with cancer or they were going to live with it. And they were never going to, you know, they may not walk again from different conditions or, you know, post-surgery issues. I know of one particular case where a lady got her um one of the nerves in her spinal cord nipped accidentally in a surgery and she was 22 and she was told she would never walk again and their family moved to California so they could access the plant she'd done a lot of physical therapy it wasn't just cannabis she'd done a lot of physical therapy and a lot of she was under a lot of medical care but the plant helped her through the pain and helped her get off the opioids which she'd become addicted to and she is 28 now back at university and is living a full life Wow. Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I feel like you you hear stories like that um, where and you said it specifically um, addicted to opioids and yeah. how she she found herself using the cannabis and does it it helps the addiction. It helps fight the addiction. Yeah. And um, I'm just curious, like how you handle stigmas and I know you we live in California and in mm-hmm. the US it's not mostly legal I'm sure you hear a lot of criticisms or yep. um, comments about you know the illicit drug use yep. and how it potentially is a gateway drug and how do you yep. combat that stigma?
1: So um, it's really funny because it's not common in Ireland so when I'm here I definitely think my com- not my family because they know better <laughs> I think, like my community, I may be a drug dealer. (laughs) I've definitely heard, I've definitely heard like whispers when people say, "Oh, you're working with that plant," or "Sorry, you're working with that drug," and they whisper, and I'm like, "It's a plant, people. (laughs) It's a plant." Um, When I'm pushed and people will say it's a gateway drug. I'd say it's a gateway to get up op- to get off opioids. It's, you know, it's not like it's a gateway into heroin. Um, and you know, we really cover this. Um, and I can be a lot more open when I like talk to you as opposed to being on in the course because I really don't want my bias or my influence to to come into the students. I want them to gain their own views and opinions of of the plant. Um, but I do get pushback from people who say, you know, it's just been made cool in, at you know, in the last five eight years. But actually, it is a gateway drug. And I say there's absolutely no evidence. Like. Back to science, you know. Armor, armor up with evidence. There's, there's no science to say it's a gateway drug. And um, the only damaging stu- um, study, which I always tell people about because it's really important to me, is that there is evidence that cannabis and mostly THC and some of the other cannabinoids can be damaging to the growth of brain development in kids below the age of 18 when mm-hmm. smoked. So, and I that study is in the in the course. Like I'm very. If, if, if any of you, your, your guys follow me, they know I'm very honest. I'm never going to put a crown on something whenever it's not a positive thing. I, I'll always show both sides of the, the story. That study is hugely important to me because when moms do come to me and say, look, my kid's smoking, you know, they call it marijuana, which I never call it. But they say, you know, my kid's smoking marijuana. He's 16. I say, please stop. Don't let him do that because there is evidence to say that the chance that his brain development is going to be affected negatively because he's smoking it so young is very, very, very strong. That's incredibly mm-hmm. strong. And that evidence comes out of un- out of um, a university in Boston. That evidence is there for a reason. It's to protect us and to help us make informed decisions. So I'm always really honest. It depends. If someone comes to me and says, you know, my wife's got cancer. she, she She's terminal and we want to improve her quality of life. Or she's in pain and she can't sleep. I'd say you've nothing to lose. You've nothing to mm-hmm. lose. But try on this. If you don't want to risk the, the THC situation and you don't want to get her high, fine, just go with a straight CBD. But actually, if you take a full spectrum version of the plant at night and she's going to sleep, you she not know she's high. <laughs> you know, yeah. she gets the entourage effect in that she gets a whole, the whole beautiful cocktail of phytochemicals and the side effect being she doesn't want to be high, fine, she's sleeping, she's none the wiser. Really, it comes down
0: to you, with every drug, with every medicine you take, um, there's side effects. and you have to weigh them against side effects against the benefits and um see
1: make the best decision for you we wouldn't encourage our 16 year old to smoke tobacco so i'm still not going to encourage them to smoke cannabis
0: right right and you know that's that makes sense and that's a respectable way to approach Mm -hmm. the subject and um i think that you know some of these these held over beliefs about it um are are slowly starting to change but um it's hard it's hard to change uh, stigmas that have been around for so long. Um, and, you know, we want to make sure that before we do, we also have all the evidence and the research we need. So when it comes down to it, we could say, look, look at this. Um, and
1: this is why. Yeah. Um, I think we, you know, and I don't want to defend the war on drugs by any means but I think back then you know we only know what we know yeah we can't know mm-hmm. the unknown so back then there wasn't the evidence or science to back it up and the, those early early studies that were commissioned like the Clinton Foundation done some studies early on and even before there was really early studies coming out during Nixon's presidency um, they were really really good and they were just Cut under a desk, and they were not allowed to be made public because it contradicted the war on drugs political movement. You know, so there's always mm-hmm. more to play. You know, it's a bit like pharmaceuticals and aromatherapy. You know, if I'm being hypothetical here, but if lavender is going to be more powerful than Advil, right? I'm being hypothetical. We're that study is going to be hidden. <laughs> a pharmaceutical <laughs> company is not going to allow that evidence to become public knowledge. So there's, we're, we are, no matter how well we, we do in the plant world, we are always going to be up against corporations and big money, and we aren't that industry. But that's okay, because I think in our world, in the plant world, may that be cannabis or aromatherapy or homeop- homeopathic remedies, wherever you are, your job is to empower people with the knowledge that the plants work, show them that, and, and make a difference one person at a time. We're not trying to change the entire world in one. File We're trying to make a difference to individuals' lives. Yes,
0: yes, and um, I think that kind of goes into say my last question for you: people that are hesitant about this course or about this mm-hmm. this subject matter, um, what benefits would they have about incorporating even just the use of CBD mm-hmm. um, into their or the other cannabinoids um, mm-hmm. into their products? Can they see benefits in their their business or their the way that they can help people
1: yeah the at the very basic i will say to people that if you add cbd to a product it will have an anti-inflammatory effect that is non non non-negotiable we know that that is completely proven so even at the minute when i talk to you know the community and and they'll say i'm using a really good muscle pain band but i want to add like a kick to it or something stronger i'd say cbd just put cbd in there if you want an anti-inflammatory or an antioxidant impact then cbd is your go-to um, so may that be for skincare from an antioxidant point of view, or a muscular um, situation, or like even an anti-inflammatory gut reaction. Then then lean into CBD. But equally, if you want to have, if you're dealing with things like lack of appetite, um, really high anxiety, depression, um, or insomnia or, or sleep disturbance, then cannabis is is brilliant. But my advice is always to start slow and go low. You know, there's no you you hear the horror stories, Savannah, where people taking like. Two squares of a, a cannabis cookie and they have the worst two days of their life. That is actually a thing. You know, we're, we're mm-hmm. never going to go and drink 10 mils of lavender. It's the same thing. Don't yeah. eat two squares of a cannabis co- brownie. That's craziness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's the same equivalent. Like When people say to me, you know, sen- aromatic central oils can't harm me the way cannabis can, I'd say, yeah, they can. You know, if you use them mm-hmm. with, with the lack of knowledge and irresponsibly, of course they will. Cannabis is the exact same. You just need to know what you're doing. And you know, we had a beautiful live last week, last this week, sorry, Monday, we had a beautiful live um, conversation. And one of the ladies on the on the we just announced on Monday that we were gonna reopen the course. And one of the ladies said, look, I've had a really bad experience with um, my daughter smoked it for years and you know, and then it led to other drugs. And I, I just I really hate the plant and, and I don't wanna, you know, learn about it. And I didn't even get to reply to her. There was another lady on the on the live and she wrote in the comments and just said, I had the complete same experience years ago with her daughter. And she said, I, I done the course because she wanted to understand was there more to this plant than her experience. She wanted to change her mindset. And I didn't know that. While that lady was going through the course, I was not aware of this. Um, and she said that she has a complete new, res- she's still not in love with the plant, but she has a complete new respect for what the plant can do from um, a medicinal and therapeutic level. And that was powerful. I didn't even have to deal with that scenario. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, But I am very respectful that people have different histories with the plant. but you, the course is not there to change anyone's mind. It's there to instill them and empower them with knowledge.
0: Right, right. And it's and that's, I think, the what people should take away is that this course is just another opportunity to educate yourself on something that's in the industry. It's mm-hmm. out there. It's around us. It's going to be incorporated more and more as we start opening up more and more. And at the very least, you can be informed. And if it's yeah. something you don't want to use, but you inform yourself and you know what it's about then then you can make those you can better make those decisions for yourself yeah. um, and you can better decide and let other people know mm-hmm. why or why they shouldn't and I think that that just comes from having the knowledge instead yeah. of having these preconceived ideas of
1: what you think it is. Um, knowledge is power. You know I've been in a room with Airbus for a very long time now so I've always felt like I had this upper hand on my health or I had a like a really good connection with my health as well as my physical and mental health. But mm-hmm. something definitely changed when I started personally using um, cannabis and cannabinoids nearly six years ago now, in that I just feel like I support my body so much better uh, every single day. And when, you know, even when COVID hit, my first, my family's, and my first reaction was, right, let's up our CBD doses, like, let's get, make sure that our immune system is better supported. And, you know, and I know we we were so fortunate, I have a big family and none of us were touched by um by covid um, my granny who's 91 she's nine lives she wow. she got it really really early on and i thought okay this is this is going to be really dangerous because mom nurses her and i thought this is going to be um this going to be scary and actually it was fine i used the perfect blend of antiviral essential oils via diffusion and cbd tinctures three times a day and every and one of my sisters is a frontline worker um and everyone was fine granny's fine wow. <laughs> Well, that's so
0: I mean, that is I'm so happy to hear that, too, because that that is very scary. And I'm sure yeah. hearing that, you know, the first thing you're doing as a practitioner is like, how can I help? <laughs> what yeah. can I do? And that's that's good. Um, yeah. So just, you know, we're coming to our time here and I just mm-hmm. want to ask if there's anything else you want to say as kind of like a, a signing off message mm-hmm. about your course and just what you do in general.
1: I think if anyone's curious about cannabis, so even if they're not even interested in the course and they're just curious for cannabis, um, I've we've put a lot of work and a lot of thought into doing um our webinars, which we do. Just we we'll, we'll start them on the um. There's just a few of them, and they start on the. 23rd of July and they're a master class and they're kind of like um, a, an immensely condensed version of the actual course and the reason we do it so, so um, strategically and comprehensively is because we want you if you just need a nugget of information and you just want to walk away knowing something that webinar will do that for you and you may go to that webinar and decide oh I don't need the course I'm fine or the webinar will give you enough information to decide actually, okay, this is what I need to do. So if you're curious about that, the cannabis world or how cannabis can enhance your aromatherapy formulations, at least do the webinar and it's comp- it's free, the webinars are free and there's free PDFs with those and support documents. So, you know, as much as we want students in the course, and we wanna help students and grow their knowledge. We wanna to really touch a lot more people just with the basic knowledge of what this plant can do. And I think the webinar is a great place to gain that knowledge.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Pauline, thank you so much for being here um, and spending some time to talk to me about your new course. Um, And we'll leave some details at the end of this podcast to let people know if they're interested in signing up, where they can go to find out more about this and about the work you do. And um, thanks again. Thank you so
1: much. If they have any questions, Savannah, or if anyone wants to ask me anything that's even non-cannabis related, um, we have our community group on Facebook, and um, I go live on a Monday and Wednesday every week, um, and it's it's open and it's free, and you can just come in and I just sit down with a cup of tea. <laughs> we literally have a chat about aromatherapy, and it's become my favorite two hours of the week. So you can always get me in there, and even if you can't make it live, you can leave me questions. We always address all the questions. That's and you have a podcast too, right? yeah um our podcast is we just relaunched the website there we've done a, a, a whole rebrand on it so it launched just two weeks ago um and it's a really nice mix between aromatherapy guests and um cannabis it's, it's never me you know some podcasts or the host um talking about their work in their field and that's really interesting but i think people hear enough from me so um it's <laughs> the guests come on and they're experts in their field, and we've had some incredible aromatherapy people on there like amazing names and um, so I really liked doing the podcast, too, and it comes out every Tuesday.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. If you want to find out more about Colleen's courses in business, check out the links in the episode description. If you want updates on the relaunch of Lab Cannabis, stay tuned to your Naha email alerts. Want to subscribe to join the email list? Go to naha.org and sign up with your name and email in the boxes at the bottom of the homepage. If you like this podcast, give us a rating or leave us a review and share with your aromatherapy friends and family. Find out more about the work we do at Naha by following us on Facebook at Aromatherapy Community or on Instagram at Beyond Aromatics.